talking about your finances in general. Yeah. And then once you t- start talking about how you've paid off so much debt, people just will give excuses. <laughs> yeah. And excuses based on their limitations, not, mm-hmm. wow, that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Or, wow, that's incredible. Teach me how. More like, oh, well, she did it because whatever reason right yeah and like (laughs) no like that's an amazing accomplishment and we should start talking about it and we should start talking about how you can get there too and stop giving yourself excuses yeah oh I can't do it because I have kids or oh I can't do it because I have way more debt or I can't do it because I like spending money (laughs) or like (laughs) all these (laughs) excuses you don't want that so I think just like starting the conversation is something that's very important to do and even if it's just right now if that feels absolutely overwhelming or you have no one to talk to about it mm-hmm. reach out to me on my dms like 100 my dms are always open and confidential mm-hmm. but you can start just in your journal writing down why you want to be financially free or what's stressing me out right now about my finances and just like answering those questions or like starting a little note in your phone something as simple as just writing a sentence down mm-hmm. talking about your finances yeah is something just really small and it will help and it will make a difference in the long run if you start getting comfortable with having those hard conversations with yourself and with others. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Fucking Essentials Podcast, where we remove all the bullshit and have a real and raw conversation about the essentials needed to leave a legacy. We'll discuss all things business, life, and the balance of the two to become our multi-billionaire selves while smoking a joint, drinking a glass of wine or two, raising kids, and all of the in-between. Don't forget to subscribe and join us each week as we unravel the building blocks to designing a business and life we love while cultivating an impactful community and leaving a legacy. I am your host, Ari, the CEO and co-founder of AK Essentials, three-time entrepreneur, digital business building and marketing expert, and your innovative industry disruption badass. All right. So on today's episode of the Fucking Essentials podcast, we have Jolene here. Hi, Jolene. Hi. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, I'd love to. So I am a money coach. I started out my journey waitressing and in $200,000 of debt, I literally checked all the societal boxes like you are supposed to and that we are told to do. And from here, once I finished all of these, checked them all off on my to-do list, and I found myself in $200,000 of debt (laughs) and very unfulfilled. Yeah. So from here, I was like, I need to change. I need to do this better. And so I was on a mission and I paid off my debt in 
three years. So I became debt free. I quit my job and packed up and moved to Australia. (laughs) There was a lot of little things that happened along the way, like decluttering my whole entire life, going on this minimalist journey. And so now I teach others how to really spark joy in their finances and use the techniques of minimalism to create more excitement and joy and just simplifying your finances so they feel better and (laughs) they're more manageable so yeah that's a little bit about me (laughs) I love that so what are some of those societal boxes that you checked off I went to school, I got a good job, I bought a house, I bought a car, <laughs> like literally all the things that you're supposed to do. And were any of those your actual dreams or just what you were told the dream was? Exactly. <laughs> I was, <laughs> they were just what I was told. I was very unsure, um, just like graduating high school mm-hmm. and growing up what I wanted to do. I wasn't one of those like children that are like I want to be a doctor when I grow up or I want to be a vet that wasn't me I never had anything like that no Mm -hmm. desire like that when I was a child and I think too it's a little bit about I didn't know what I wanted and I wasn't sure of what that would even look like and the future would look like so but I love what I'm doing now and I don't even think it was a possibility when I was a child, mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. the concept of an, of the internet and working yeah. on the internet. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I think back to like when computers were really first coming out and I was in like elementary school yeah. at the time. And I'm like, no way would have thought making money on the internet would be my career. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what did having that much debt feel like? Overwhelming, Mm -hmm. to say the least. A little bit like it was normal, which is not, um, which is an interesting concept in itself. And Mm -hmm. like how society has wired us like, yeah, just buy a new car and like, oh, well, you'll just have debt for the rest of your life. And like, that wasn't really something that I wanted. Like I was like, I felt trapped. So, wow. Yeah. So what was the turning point for you to pay off your debt? The goal of being financially free and just the, the realization that I didn't want to be trapped anymore. It was, Mm -hmm. I want to do stuff that I want to do and I don't want to be in that mindset (laughs) like I wanted to take control of my life basically which I had never done because I was just like oh I'll just do this I'll just go to a good school or I'll just do this because I'm supposed to so yeah yeah it's much more fulfilling when you do stuff on your own terms (laughs) yes yes it's it's almost like we're kind of rolled into a machine where you're told all of the things that you're supposed to care about or that are supposed to matter to you and you go chasing them. And, you know, as you're experiencing them, because I I did a lot of this, I went to school, dropped out of school a a number of times. (laughs) Right. And it was exactly that even 
trying to go to an artistic school, um, just kind of being in the environment and going like, I'm supposed to leave here with $100,000 in debt before I've even started this career. Yeah, it's (laughs) wild. (laughs) So what did three years of paying off debt look like? Hardcore focus, a lot of... um, not many uh, travel opportunities or like (laughs) doing stuff that you wouldn't that would be considered I guess a luxury or basically just like doing all the things to like save and make sure I can put more debt or more money onto the debt so Mm -hmm. a lot of just little things and just real focus (laughs) I worked a lot I had two jobs um yeah just like your basic like (laughs) try hard (laughs) so was that the same time that you decided to choose to go for a minimalistic lifestyle too it was yeah Mm -hmm. so I got rid of so many things and I also would like sell a bunch of stuff on Facebook marketplace and use that money and just like finding other little ways like having garage sales it's like little things that you could do. So, but I was working like 80 hours a week too. So <laughs> consider that. Right. <laughs> was there um, a little bit more joy brought to the process because you were choosing a minimalistic um, lifestyle versus feeling like you had to give up things to reach this goal? Yeah. And not even that, but just when you're in this minimalistic lifestyle, you're choosing things to bring into your life that are going to bring joy. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to go on Amazon every single night and buy something new to fill a void. You're going to realize like, no, I have things that I enjoy in my life and I don't need anything extra. So <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have any money blocks before beginning to pay off debt? would say yes (laughs) 100% I think everyone has money blocks Mm -hmm. um a little bit of scarcity mindset like and a little bit probably was helpful in paying off my debt too Mm -hmm. is I didn't want to be like in this scarce situation of like yeah what if I lost my job tomorrow or what if something bad happened right like and then I still had all these bills to pay so how did you handle those money blocks while paying off your debt? A lot of journaling <laughs> and a lot of reflection and figuring out what they were and a lot of reading books and learning and going on YouTube and like teaching myself like I don't want to be mm-hmm. <laughs> in this mindset anymore. I want to be abundant and really focusing on the end goal is something that helped me and mm-hmm. planning every step of the way. So creating little goals and yeah. focusing on those little goals instead of the great gargantuous goal. So I would highly recommend, even if it's just like, if someone just would like to save or focus on a hundred dollars, like saving $100, mm-hmm focus on that and don't focus on anything else and it'll help so much. I I really like that you said that because when talking about business development with people, um, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard OKRs and KPIs 
and it's big goal and the little goals that help you reach that big goal. And I feel like the way that you described that is a, a beautiful example of that. You had your, your major goal, but you didn't allow yourself to feel the weight of that. Yeah. Right? Little, little baby steps. And yeah. before you know it, it's, and it's also motivating when you see the numbers actually go down in your mm-hmm. bank account. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> this is amazing. And you get more and more like momentum to like, yeah. oh, how can I find an extra hundred dollars? Or how can I continue to uh, pay off like an extra? How can I do this even faster? So because my goal wasn't to pay it off in three years. My goal is yeah. six years. Like, oh, wow. Halved it. Yeah. So amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm just thinking like, how even having that mindset and being able to see that like visual representation makes the process fun, right? Because you're Mm -hmm. actually understanding it and you're challenging yourself while you're doing it. So you're gaining these skills and yeah, it makes it a fun process. Yeah. And not even that, but like, I think two people don't realize once you start putting huge lump sums on your debt, Mm -hmm. it goes down so much faster Yeah, (laughs) because you're putting that money directly on the principal instead of just paying off the interest of your minimum payments. So yeah. Yeah. Hot tip there. (laughs) (laughs) So you make budget sheets for both businesses and personal. Um, How did having those spreadsheets, um, also make it so that you can get a lot more comfortable with your finances. By by gaining clarity. Mm -hmm. So getting clear on every single account and every single dollar that you're spending, because you Mm -hmm. might not even realize like you may have a subscription that you're paying for. Yeah. And you're, you don't realize like that's $20 an extra month where that money could be spent in a different spot. So yeah, yeah, it really helps with clarity and then also tracking. So tracking Mm -hmm. your progress and tracking what's going in, what's going out, all very helpful in the process. Yeah. And um, I know that a lot of people uh, listen or follow uh, Dave Ramsey and he talks about, you know, having a, like knowing where your dollar's going, right? And I know a lot of people can think that's overwhelming, right? To have to track every dollar, but everybody that I've heard that has used that method, um, they feel free. (laughs) Yeah. And just like staying organized and staying simple. Um, I don't love all the things that Dave Ramsey puts out or Mm -hmm. talks about, (laughs) right? (laughs) but he has made like huge impacts on the finance world and Mm -hmm. just people in general. Uh, His mindset, don't love that. But, (laughs) (laughs) but another reason why like tracking and like using a budget spreadsheet or something like that is to simplify things for yourself. So mm-hmm. if you have a debt over here and then another one over here and then um, your accounts over here, like just simplifying it, having all everything all in one place and seeing it on a regular <laughs> basis, Jesus, yeah, it's going to help you. So, but yeah. I always suggest to my clients, like if Excel documents or like Google Sheets or mm-hmm. something along those lines 
stresses you out and overwhelms you, absolutely don't do it. Like Mm -hmm. use a pen and paper or find a method that works for you and do that because you don't have to, in order to be successful, you don't have to use a Google sheet. (laughs) Yeah. It's whatever's going to work for you. Yeah. For, for myself, like anything that I'm working on, I, I like to go pen and paper first. Um, yeah. cause it, it, like you said, it, it doesn't feel overwhelming when you see it. It's just you, your thoughts and the pen and paper, and yeah. then kind of migrating it over to a spreadsheet as more like a record keeper mm-hmm. versus actually doing the planning there. Cause when I've done planning on a spreadsheet, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and especially if you don't know what you're, what you're doing or you're mm-hmm. not used to it, then it can be very complicated. complicated. and you'll just want to give up like that day so and that's that's not what you want (laughs) so what led you to decide to coach others on exactly this method I saw a need that there wasn't a lot of joy or like Mm -hmm. it was more like a lot of boring and like stuffy yes finance people (laughs) Dave Ramsey, for example. Yes. And it wasn't really relatable. And I really wish that I had someone that I could like follow along with Mm -hmm. and someone that could guide me on a path that seemed doable and someone that was relatable. So not someone that was 10 years older than me or like had different goals than me or Mm just like the relatability aspect. Yeah. There wasn't someone like that when I was starting out. <laughs> Not at yeah. all. Like yeah. finding the resources too were even hard mm-hmm. and the support. So yeah, yeah it, it can be an overwhelming process to tackle. And like you said, there's, I've done a number of financial peace university, you know, classes. And a, a lot of the reason why it didn't work out for me was not just, the, you know, the person that's teaching is much older than me and we're not relating on the same things, but in the classes, it was a lot of the same as well, right? There were a lot of the older generation that's coming there to figure out how to manage their finances, but not a lot of young people, millennials and younger in there learning about finances. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and that can be hard when you're learning too. Like yeah. if you were ever in college and you had a professor that was literally ancient, mm-hmm. did you want to go to that class or Never. did you want to go <laughs> to the person that like just graduated and like super familiar with all the on-trend things and yeah, can just like talk to you like a normal human being instead of being like, like stuffy and not <laughs> fun <Right. laughs> and right. like puts you to sleep during class. Like same idea. So yeah, and especially with something like finances, you you want a more fun energy because it is a lot of numbers, right? So it it, yeah. it doesn't have the traditional fun in it. So if you have, when you're from the younger generations, having somebody, like you said, that can incorporate the, the lingo that's going on or, you know, memes and stuff like that to make it actually fun and make sense, much needed. Exactly. <laughs> So why is having joy and happiness around your finances so important? Because your finances because your finances are so emotional. Mm. Every single thing that you purchase, 
you're buying that to fill an emotional need or you're buying it to on an emotional level Mm -hmm. there's your finances are so so connected to you whether you realize it or not like are you buying something to fit in or are you buying something because you want it to make you feel better <laughs> like mm-hmm. asking yourself every single time you purchase something why you're purchasing it on an emotional level will really help you and once you start aligning your finances with your values your happiness and your joy it's your life is just going to be so much better <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> i i like that your um spreadsheets actually cover personal and business and being able to bring the joy in in both spaces because there's having to not have a proper mindset around your finances in your personal and then now you're managing a business and that same mindset is being used there <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, the same emotional purchases are being made even in the business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you might be buying a course or something because you don't feel confident enough, or mm-hmm. you might be buying a membership because you don't feel connection in your life yeah. or like surrounding your business. And yes, those might be all very valid and good purchases, but you have to look at it from the standpoint of is it going to benefit you in the long run? Is the value there? Is it worth it? And what kind of state were you in when you purchased mm-hmm. it? Were you in a good, like upbeat, happy state? Or were you in like, oh, like limiting beliefs? My business isn't doing good. I need to buy this next big thing. Or like asking yourself those questions and reflecting will be very insightful. I've definitely been guilty of making those sorts of purchases. I've probably spent about 5,000 within the business just on not feeling confident, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and myself and not realizing the connection between the two and then getting the course and not feeling like I got what I needed to get or Mm -hmm. it not being the, uh, the solution that I thought it was going to be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So what has financial freedom given you? Oh, so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Less stress. (laughs) Like right (laughs) off the bat. Yeah. Uh, What else? Oh, so many things. But I think just like mostly more freedom, the freedom Mm -hmm. to travel, freedom to get up and leave whenever I want the freedom to not have to be tied to a job the freedom to explore my business and do different things with it Mm -hmm. and not have to worry like that my business needs to make money in the first month stuff like that is just you can't even like really put a value on it (laughs) (laughs) right right. it's it's emotional (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's all a feeling so you have been able to take a trip to Australia due to that how was that oh so fun (laughs) we backpacked uh all through the east coast Mm. of Australia it was so warm and nice (laughs) (laughs) got to see kangaroos (laughs) and all the borders are closed right now so you can't even go there so right right Uh um definitely one of the places on my list of places to visit but I really love that you talk about the ability to travel because 
financial freedom is definitely a goal um, of mine. Uh, not in the sense that I have a whole lot of debt, but that I do feel like my mindset and my finances are very attached to the amount of work that I have to do. And yeah. it doesn't give me the freedom that I would like. And a, a big portion of that is not having things like spreadsheets to track, yeah. <laughs> to track my money and actually know where it's going. But I, I really want the freedom to be able to travel and do things in that manner. Mm-hmm. Like time freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Or so. like even what you said with just having the freedom to make decisions in your business that feel right. Right. Yeah. And they're not weighed down on you having to pay a bunch of things off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You'll get there. I believe in you. <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> so what has the hardest part of your financial freedom journey been? I'm talking about it. Mm. It's not really <clears throat> like something because there's a big connotation of talking about your finances in general. And then once you start talking about how you've paid off so much debt, people just will give excuses (laughs) Yeah, and excuses based on their limitations, not, Mm -hmm. wow, that's so amazing. Mm -hmm. Or wow, that's incredible. Teach me how more like, oh, well, she did it because whatever reason right and like (laughs) no like that's an amazing accomplishment and we should start talking about it and we should start talking about how you can get there too and stop giving yourself excuses like oh I can't do it because I have kids or oh I can't do it because I have way more debt or I can't do it because I like spending money (laughs) or like (laughs) all these (laughs) excuses you don't want that So I think just like starting the conversation is something that's very important to do. And even if it's just right now, if that feels absolutely overwhelming or you have no one to talk to about it, Mm -hmm. reach out to me on my DMs. Like 100% my DMs are always open and confidential. Mm -hmm. But you can start just in your journal, writing down why you want to be financially free or what's stressing me out right now about my finances and just like answering those questions or like starting a little note in your phone something as simple as just writing a sentence down Mm -hmm. talking about your finances yeah is something just really small and it will help and it will make a difference in the long run if you start getting comfortable with having those hard conversations with yourself and with others I like that it because like you said, there's an uh, emotional connection with your finances and being able to turn that into a positive connection through, you know, getting a little more invested with your why and, um, you know, the emotions that are coming up when you're handling your finances and how to change them, address them, um, I've actually recently been reading High Performance Habits by Brendan Bruchard. And as you were talking, I was just thinking to myself how being financially fit is a byproduct of being a high performer. Yes. <laughs> right? You've, you've literally trained yourself 
right? And you've developed skills that can be used in a multitude of areas, but that's what differentiates you between the average person who's making the excuses of why they can't get financially fit and then actually doing it. (laughs) Yeah. So I have an interesting story about this. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to start an Etsy shop. So I'm pretty creative and like I can draw and stuff and I practice calligraphy anyways. (laughs) um, So I was like, I would like to get an iPad Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, sweet. Like I could just, I have enough money to buy an iPad. That's not an issue (laughs) at all. (laughs) Right. But I challenged myself and I was just like, oh, I'm going to see if I can sell stuff that I have laying around, have a garage sale Mm -hmm. and just like extra stuff I have. Cause everyone just, no matter if you're minimalist or not, you accumulate stuff. That's just how it goes. You might be given stuff. You might have stuff from that you didn't get rid of before, whatever it is. Yeah. So (laughs) I challenged myself to sell stuff and make enough money so that I could buy my iPad. Nice. (laughs) Well, I had a garage sale. I sold stuff on Facebook Marketplace and all into show that you could do this too. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be that hard. So what I did was figured out what iPad I wanted. Mm-hmm. how much it would be. <laughs> mm-hmm. I needed the Apple pencil. So adding that to my cart, finding the exact total. And then I continued to sell stuff until I had enough for my iPad to start my Etsy shop. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so just like a different mindset, like, yeah, I'm going to challenge myself. Like this is a fun little yeah. challenge to get rid of stuff and also sell stuff at the same time. Yes. It did take a little bit longer than just purchasing an iPad, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it was still an interesting process and just an interesting process of like self-control for one yeah, and for two, just keeping track of everything. And also just to show like, I'm, I made like $350 or 450 or something like that on my garage Mm -hmm. sale. Like that's a decent amount. (laughs) Yeah. So just to know that it's not that hard. Yeah. And anyone can do it. And it's not like you're limiting yourself if you're already saying you can't do it. So, right. Right. Um, I recently finished before the new year started, I finished the, um, the book, we can all be millionaires. And one of the things that she talks about is like millionaire vision. Right. And that vision is looking at what your ideal life looks like and actually pricing it out so that you can figure out how much you need to to earn to be able to maintain that life or even decide if that's what you really want once you get the numbers together and see how much you have to work. And I just like that you did the work to figure out what iPad you even wanted. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You didn't just pull a number out of thin air. You knew the exact number that you needed to to save up to. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And that iPad has been amazing since. Like, yeah, I've done so many fun things on it. (laughs) (laughs) And the just the level of connection you get to have with the iPad because of the the journey and the challenge that you put yourself Mm -hmm. through to get there. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, I'm just going to swipe my credit card and transfer the money or whatever. It's just a different process. Like, no, yeah. I used all of my <laughs> stuff that I had already bought, sold it and or like whatever. But yeah, so yeah. good. And that exercise is so helpful. I have a video on my YouTube 
channel all about designing your life, calculating your dream life, and then nice. how to work backwards, basically. So, oh my gosh, be very I, eye op- opening. <laughs> I love that because I share that with everyone. Like, um, I actually started a skincare brand. Um, I started planning out for it last year, and one of the things that I did was exactly that I planned out, you know, exactly everything that I wanted this product to have. And I use mm-hmm. that exact, like designing your life to design this product. Cool. Right. So I, 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 t- I love that you talk about that. Cause I talk about it with everybody. You can design yeah. your life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stop limiting yourself. <laughs> So what is your vision for you and your company? Ooh, that's an amazing question. Mm -hmm. So amazing. I'd like to help as many people as possible just connect with their finances, look at them differently, and inspire them to even just take one small action. Mm. Love that. Love yeah. it. So on our final note, final question, um, where can everybody find you and connect with you? Well, I love hanging out on Instagram. So mm-hmm. that's probably the best bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jolene Stahn. So J-O-L-E-N-E-S-T-A-H-N. And you could also find me on my website and it's just my name.com. So, <laughs> super easy. Or you can just head on over to Instagram and go there. Yeah. Yay. You'll see. Yeah. Thanks for having <laughs> me. Thanks for coming on. This was Love amazing. It. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Our focus here at AK and this podcast is just the fucking essentials we need to show up as our higher selves and kick some ass in building businesses that use strategy and our own authentic sweet sauce to create something unique, innovative, disruptive, and sustainable for our todays and the next generation.